Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Second shot is no good. Rebounded by Anthony. Two seconds left. Anthony for the win. Cody throws it. Cole Anthony gets the magic of victory. Close up. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Close Up Magic. Uh, I am one of the hosts, Stephen Cameron, and I am obviously joined by my right hand man, 50 grand, Malik G. What's up, Mr. Grady? How are you this evening? Doing great, doing great. Uh, I was excited to get to the episode. Obviously, I had to come a little bit late, coming from a rehearsal, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Dude, you're a superstar, crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Over. Are you the myself. lead? You're the lead, right? I'm in in, the, in the, that kind of more chorus type thing. I, I have a song which which is mine, where I'm kind of like the playing a soldier, that yes. kind of stuff, American idiot, yes. that kind of stuff. But you know, it's a it's a it's a fun show, but it uh, does take some time. Dude. But uh. You have more guts than I do to do a to a play, but you also don't want to hear me sing anything. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it turned out to be a pretty good show. Like I said, I came in a little bit late. Uh, it was it was actually my first time being on air with Jonathan and everything like that. So it was a uh, cool to kind of bounce things off of him, see where I with the magic and all. So yeah, exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah. So teaser there, uh, listeners. Uh, we have Jonathan Alisea, who you all are familiar with. He's been on the show many of times. Um, and we have a nice, interesting discussion about the roster and like certain players, like obviously like there's a lot of locked in players or who we think could be locked in, but we have some conversation about like, Hey, what kind of offer would it take to pull this player away from us? And like, you know, what we can do with some of our cap space and stuff like that going into this, to, into the off season. So it's an interesting conversation. Jonathan always brings a, a nice, fresh perspective. Um, and I think you'll really enjoy the the episode and the conversation that we have. Um, but before we get to that, uh, you know, I just want to do our shout out to 19 media group, the network that hosts and supports this show. Um, you know, they, they support us great. They have loads of good content. Just go to 19mediagroup.com. Um, and you can see all the different, um, all the different shows that they have available on iTunes, um, MCU stuff, bunch of NBA stuff, 
bunch of different types of interview style shows. Um, they recently just had one from dope interviews from our guy, Warren Shaw. He just interviewed, uh, this gentleman, forget his name, Richard, I think maybe, but, um, one of the founders of the first fully biodegradable shoe. Um, there's eco-friendly shoes, but this is the first, very, very first biodegradable shoe. Found it very interesting interview, quick little 25 minute conversation. Uh, it was really, really cool. So go check out those shows. Um, thank you, 19 Media Group and uh, Malik, let's get into it. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Appreciate you joining us. Um, listeners of the podcast, uh, just heads up, Malik is going to be joining us a little bit later. He's running late from a rehearsal. He is a very famous man in his local town. Um, Jonathan, welcome. How you doing, man? It's been a while. Yeah, it's almost like I haven't seen you in about five minutes or so, man. I know. It's like we're doing this for a second time. Yeah, almost. <laughs> almost. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about the roster, the current Magic roster going into next season. And, and, and we'll let hypotheticals come into place. You know, like, obviously, we don't know if players are going to be traded or not, um, but we can talk about that. Um, we can talk about our thoughts on who we are okay with trading personally, e objectively. Um, the Magic are pretty far underneath the tax going into next season or, or the, the salary cap. The salary cap floor is going to be $109 million. Um, and I I believe I'm reading that correctly. And right now the Magic have $84 million in, in, in money going into next season if they pick up everyone's options, not including free agents and stuff like that. So, so they'd have almost um, 40 million because got, the salary cap is one, 122 million. They got, they got the monies for sure. They can spend if they want to. So the magic are in a unique situation. Like we can do trades and take back a bigger contract. Um, we can, we can take back a bad contract. Uh, if there's a team trying to get off someone, um, we got space to do some, some things. So um, let's just start off with like the, the top of the roster, right? Markel Fultz. Um, he's going to be the starting point guard next year. Like it's, he, it's, it's, it's clear. His impact coming back from injury was really high level. Markel Fultz uh, is going to get paid um, $16.5 million next season. And then in 2023, 24, he's going to, he's got a, uh, a non-guaranteed or partially guaranteed for up to 17 million, but I think it's only guaranteed up to like 5 million. Um, I'm assuming Marco Fultz is pretty much untouchable. Mm -hmm. Are you under the same assumption? Yeah. You've been happy with his play so far. Of course. What would it take to have to like get him off this team in a trade? Uh, <clears throat> like what would make me want to trade him? Yeah, like, what's the... I mean, every player has a price. He's not that untouchable, right? Um, uh, I mean, obviously, the, this, like... I don't think I would. I don't okay. I don't know. I mean, his, I don't know. His, his legs fall off. Yeah, I mean, his, like... His arms disintegrate. Boston Celtics call and say, hey, you know, we, we fucked up. We'd rather have Mark Fultz over Jason Tatum. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, something obnoxious. That's I just don't think there's any scenario where you get equal value for Fultz because I think he means more to us than he would for any of the other 29 teams. So sure, just, that's fair. Yeah. Um, we can get into more hypothetical trades a little bit later. I have a few uh, names that have been floating around that we can discuss. Um, 
Okay. Cole Anthony, do you think he's untouchable? He's uh, going no. into his third year. I don't think he's untouchable either. Um, he's got two more years. We've already picked up next year's option for $3.6 million. And then his following at the end of the rookie year, it'll be our rookie scales, uh, 23, 24s, $5 million. Why to you is he not untouchable? Um, I mean, he hasn't. So the Magic have uh, sort of a, a guard problem in a sense. You know, there's a bit of a... a a log jam there positionally, right? So in my opinion, he hasn't done anything to show that he's head and shoulders above uh, faults or even sugs. You know, I think they're all sort of, uh, I don't know, on, on level playing field. So uh, with faults being the, the best of the three, as of right now anyway, uh, so I just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's done enough to justify being completely untradeable. Are you in a state of mind where you're calling and shopping him a little bit? Or no. is it more or less no. like if the right, if someone just calls and it feels right, that's what you're doing, but you're not exactly. like actively pursuing a move. Okay. Yeah. That's like, cool. I mean, if a, a disgruntled star comes available, like maybe he's part of that package, but sure, sure. I don't think you're actively looking to trade him. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, yeah. I mean, he started off so hot offensively this season and then like definitely had a, a rocky second half of the season. I don't think the second half of the season is his, is his like where he is as a player. I definitely think it's um, you know maybe not as hot as he was at the start of the year. He was averaging like 21 points a game, but I, I think there's probably a nice middle ground there where he's like, you know, taking better looks Um and, and being more efficient with the scoring, maybe, you know, landing somewhere in like the 16, 17 points per game type of score. Um, I think that's to me, that's kind of like where he might land next season, just like a smarter, um, slightly less volume. Cause he'll be playing next to Fultz. So hopefully just smarter, or maybe he's not playing next to Fultz. Maybe he's in the second unit. Um, but, uh, yeah, just hopefully he's making smarter decisions. Like ideally I want him like this off season working on his decision-making and then, like his defense, to be honest, like I know he's always going to have some issues defensively because he's smaller, but I think he's definitely got like, you know, like we're seeing it right now with the Pelicans and Jose Alvarado, Alvar, what, what's his last name? Alvarado. Alvarado. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, that like, you know, he's a smaller guard and just like, he's putting the pressure big time on, on uh, Chris Paul in this, in this um, series versus the sun. So um, there's definitely space for him to grow there. Um, what about, let's just finish up with the guards real quick. So we hit, Ter- we hit Mark L. Fultz. We hit uh, uh, Cole Anthony. Let's just go right into Jalen Suggs. Um, I mean, he's not going anywhere. I don't think no, it, would, it would take a massive, massive player. Like I don't, I wouldn't, I don't even know if I'd, we'll talk about, unrealistic trades later. Um, but I don't think, I don't think there's anything that's really pulling him loose. Um, this is an interesting name. I'm just going to tie him in and then we'll get to the, to the free agent and like the kind of free agent. Um, uh, RJ Hampton, he's had an up and down season. Um, a lot of negative talk around him right now. Uh, what are your feelings as him as a player and, and like just going forward with this team? I don't know. He seems to be like, I don't 
I don't know why people are so hard on him. He's what, 20 years old? Yeah, something like that. He's a second year player. Raw, uh, like he was yeah, always going to be raw. He was, yeah, he was be drafted a as a project. Yeah, he was drafted as a project. Like and, the 21st pick. Yeah, like I, I don't see anything from him that would indicate that he's not, at the very least, uh, a future role player, you know, one of the top eight guys on a team, top nine guys, you know, that, I don't know. I, it, I think it's just too, too early to write him off, but I think for the most part, I've been pretty happy with what we've seen. Obviously he's mistake prone. He doesn't make the best decisions with the ball, but I mean, again, he's 20 years old. He was drafted as a project, you know, like, yeah the expectation was this is who he was going to be early on in his career. And he hasn't really done anything to steer away from that. If anything, he's almost proven that he's a bit more than that at times. Maybe that's where these expectations are coming from. I I don't know, but no, I, I I wouldn't mind keeping him around. I, I, I'm kind of in like, I'm not in a rush to like move him, you know, obviously like if, if we needed to add a sweetener into a deal, like for some, for some reason, like I, I'm not going to be upset if he's off the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's like, I, w- I always kind of viewed him as a multi multi contract type of player, like where he doesn't really find his game until the end of the first contract, mm-hmm. really into the second contract, kind of like Mo Bamba in a sense. Right. Um, maybe a little, maybe a little bit faster than that, just because he's not going to hopefully not have as many health problems and like people, you know, like can, can like physically play, but um I think part of the reason like there were so many expectations of, of him that are like in a sense let down is like, I think a lot of people viewed him as a primary ball handler, someone who could grow into a primary ball handler. And I just, I, I feel like that's not who he is or who he should be as a player. You know, like I think he's much more like that guy you want next to a primary ball handler that can do something if the ball's in his hands, but like it's, it's, if it's in his hands and needs to be in his hands, if not, you know, like a secondary play catch and shoot, catch and drive, um, you know, maybe, you know, in transition, you're the ball handler. If the ball happens to hit your hands um, and, and you're that, you're the right person in that situation. But yeah, like really just hitting that second and third, like we live in a, we live in a world now where, a lot of times, like we don't like teams don't even really have like traditional half court. I mean, you see it more in the playoffs for sure, but like traditional mm-hmm. half court point guards, it's more of these like multi ball handling teams. And like the more ball handler playmakers you have on a team, uh, like just the better, in my opinion, in this current day and age. So that's just like kind of my thoughts. Um, he's fine. He's had obviously got holes in his game, but I think, you know, this is a good off season for him to like kind of work on that and step up. So, well, looking, I, I'm, I just pulled up uh, Kevin O'Connor's uh, NBA comps uh-huh. that he made in, in his article uh, a few years back for like his mock draft. Yeah. They said shades of Will Barton, Dante Exum, and taller Rodrigue Bobois. I don't even know who that last guy is. He played for the Mavericks. He was like okay. really, really fast, not very skilled. So like those three names, like has he done anything to say that he isn't going to eventually become something in their mold? No. So like, what's the, what's the problem? You know what I mean? Yeah. What, is, what are people upset about? Like, I mean, like he's all, all like, he's a second unit player. 
there's no threat of him ever being a, a starter anytime soon or like even like pushing for starters. Mm-hmm. Minutes. So it's like, it's not like he's taking away minutes from anyone right now. Um, he can, you know, he's the kind of guy that like, sure, send down to the G league every now and then if he needs to like to just get some reps, if, if we have a healthy season next year and he's like out of the rotation, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I'm sure he'll find a way to get in the rotation, but it's just like, it's just, I don't know. It's interesting, man. Like he gets a lot of shit. And I'm just like, what do you guys like? What are your expectations of him in year two? Like, I, I just feel like people will hold him year to three. a higher, like, yeah, you're, well, well, I mean, ending this last year, like, yeah, okay, for the people that are talking like smacks, like, I mean, like, yeah, he's got like, yeah, he's got some decision making to do, and he's got to get better at finishing at the rim, but like, you know, and his defense is okay, but like, he's, he's 20, he'll get better, you know. I, I mean, like, I don't expect him to, to be like, an amazing starter, but he's also like pick 21 or whatever, 22. I forget exactly what it was. I think it was 21, 21, but like, you know, you're just lucky if they end up being an NBA player that far back in the draft. So, um, cool. Like the free agent and the kind of free agent, we got Gary Harris and, um, Terrence Ross. Now Terrence Ross has like openly said at this point, you know, he was expected to be trading, you know, he, he, thought he was going to get traded like a year ago, um, you know, at the deadline when they did the big teardown, which obviously means he probably had some expectations to potentially be traded last off season. And this last deadline, he's still on the team. He's hoping to be on a new team. So like, you know, it's, I don't expect him to be back. Do you feel the same? Any chance he even comes steps on the, like is still on the roster next, next season? I, I don't think so. Um, I think part of why he wasn't traded during the season is uh, he didn't want to be traded. Um, he didn't want to have to uproot his family in the middle of the season. Uh, I know his son was playing basketball, you know, getting into that. He didn't want to miss that. Um, he just bought a house. You know, I, my gut tells me that uh, if he wanted to be traded at the deadline, he would have been. My guess is he would have preferred to have been traded in either of the the past off season or this upcoming off season. And I think the magic will probably honor him, uh, his request. I, I, that, not to say that uh, it's guaranteed by any means, because they're not just going to trade him for the sake of trading him. You know, sure. the, the deal needs to make sense. Um, but I think, especially with teams as limited as they are in cap space and us having a lot of cap space, we can potentially take back, um some contracts for example i I mentioned this earlier but i'm pretty sure dallas may try to cut back on some salary you know what i mean uh because they have jalen brunson who is uh, to to resign him yeah and he's going to make a lot of money so you know maybe you do something where terrence ross goes to dallas for tim hardaway jr that would save them i believe eight million next year well and I mean, Tim Hardaway's contract isn't great by any means, but he's a player. He's pretty yeah, he's good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you could do worse than Tim Hardaway Jr. if you're going to have to op- overpay someone. And he sort of fills a need, you know, he's a six man, shoot, shoot the three pretty well, sort of athletic. I, you know, a deal like that makes a lot of sense for the Magic this coming year, you know, taking mm-hmm. back salary. Um, and Terrence Ross very well could be the figure, like the centerpiece of that. Um, I, 
outside of that, like I, I don't outside of taking back salary, like if it's like pick incentive, like I don't, I don't think we're going to get much value more than what no. we got for Terrence or Evan Fournier. I think a couple exactly. second rounders, he's definitely not, unless we added like one of our second round, like unless we added a, like something to him, he's not bringing us back like a, a, a first rounder or anything like yeah, that. So, his performance last year. No, I mean, he checked uh, out, you know, he checked yeah. out halfway through the season. Right. And like, that's expected. Like, you know, his minutes were getting cut. He was only playing every other game the last the last uh you know quarter of the year so it's like i don't blame him for checking out he knows he's not i'm sure he was still like a good veteran as far as like relationship with the players and stuff like that but like i understand his on-court effort is not there yeah. so um yeah i i kind of think that you know they didn't love the the like the, I think this past deadline, they had the option to trade him, but it probably was like, oh, cool. We can get that exact same offer in the summer. So let's see what else is out there in the summer. That's like kind of my, my thought. So um, maybe there was like personal aspects of it too. Um, uh, Gary Harris. Now this is an interesting name because like, I I'm a big fan of Gary Harris. I would love to bring him back um, on some form of a reasonable contract. We're one of the few teams that have cap space. So like if he's going to, unless it's like Detroit or like Houston or something like that. He is, um, you know, the most he can really get for most other teams is like the mid-level exception, which is nine, $10 million somewhere around there. So if he wants to get paid more than the mid-level exception, um, you know, I think there's a possibility where like where we pay him a little bit more, uh, maybe closer to like, you know, 13 to $15 million per season, um, and it's kind of like one of those deals, like, Hey, come back, we'll get you paid more than what you can get on the market. And if, and when the time is right to move you, or you get to a spot where you're like, you're super unhappy here, like we'll work with you and get you to, uh, and we'll work with you in that situation. Right. I feel like a lot of those like kind of wink, wink deals happen on, on rebuilding rosters with, with veterans re-signing with them. So like, I, I kind of hope something like that happens, but obviously it's his choice. He can go wherever he wants. Uh, being a free agent. What are your thoughts? Would you like to see him back? Would, would, is there a number that you're okay with? Uh, do you, do you even think he would want to return to us? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think like he was good for us. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just think there's already enough of a log jam with uh, guards who are under six foot four. Six foot five, six. Foot, what is he? Six four. You say yeah, about six four. I think he's generously place. listed at six four. He's probably six three, my guess. But either way, like, I just don't know if it makes sense to pay a guy who predominantly predominantly plays the two nine, ten, eleven, twelve million dollars a year when we're already invested in Fultz, uh, Cole, and Suggs. Just, I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back. I just, I just, you have to make it make sense financially. And I don't know that there's a number that makes sense uh, for a guy who, if he returns at that position is going to play maybe 10, 15 minutes a night at most and collect a bunch of DMPs if healthy, if we're healthy. I mean, I don't think he's going to collect a bunch of DMPs. And, and, and my thought is this, like the magic just did a, a year of playing, uh, you know, even we can go before, um, bef- before, uh, Fultz was healthy, right? They they found minutes for the beginning of the season for Ross, Harris, 
Cole and Suggs and in some cases RJ, right? So with But it wasn't coming, pretty. We well, lost a lot of games. Yeah, but I think there's ways to like I think there's ways around that, right? Like uh I I think one like teams were just like like we were just figuring things out as a, as a brand new team, but I I I feel like you lose Ross, Harris has those minutes and then you still have, you know, like Harrison and Cole running the second unit and Suggs or Harrison Suggs and then Cole and Fultz or one of those types of combinations are our first and second unit type of things, right? Like I don't, sure, I don't feel like that's that's unrealistic. Like we're probably gonna be running it a six six. Yeah, but Harris can can guide can can I mean he can't he can play a little bit of three. We saw that this year. He can he can guard some threes, you know. Maybe smaller ones, but I mean predominantly for example a guy like gordon hayward has uh, four to five inches sure on harris um sure there's there's plenty chris middleton i believe is six eight as well six seven maybe same thing he's got four or five inches um, yeah i mean obviously he's not gonna be able to guard like every you know every small forward out there um and every like larger wing but you know i i just i don't know to me like i'm not one i'm not worried about the money because the magic have so much money and we're going to, we could spend it on someone. Right. And I'm not worried about 13, $14 million versus $8 million to me. Like that's basically the same thing in the magic situation with how much cap they actually have. So um, I guess I'm a little less worried about the finances, but um, it does get messy for sure. For sure. But you know, like maybe it's one of those things where it's like, you're retaining him more for like a trade asset down the road instead of like letting a good player walk for nothing at the moment. Right. Maybe I, I think, I, I don't know. I feel like the only way for it to make sense in any capacity is to consolidate, you know, multiple consolidation trades. Sure. That have sure. to happen in order for, for it to make sense to me. That's fair. Let's pause here for a second. Malik. Grady has graciously given us his presence this evening after a long night of being a superstar on stage at his local um, performance theater. Uh, Malik, first off, hope your evening's going going well. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm pausing for a second while he gets his audio in order, um, which will happen very shortly. Um, but Malik, you can hear us. So I'm just going to while you're figuring that out, I'm going to give you updates on where we're at. So we're talking about who stays and who's going to go this season, coming season of that. We've we've gone through the guards. We're ending right now before we start transitioning to the wings, like the forwards more um, with Gary Harris, right? Um, Gary Harris is a free agent. Magic have loads of cap space. The, the question right now, Malik, um, is what makes sense to bring him back and with like the guarded with the guards being so um thick and clustered uh with you know faults so Stephen Cole Anthony uh, you know however you want to call it man thick clusters two, two two yeah exactly um that there's just like a lot of um there's you know there's just the the minutes get a little sloppy it's not as clean when it comes to retaining a player like a Gary Harris. So with all that, welcome to the show, Malik. Um, how are you? And what do you think about Gary Harris coming back next season? 
Well, first of all, I just want to say it's a it's good to see y'all's faces. It's good to actually talk face to face finally with Jonathan after knowing you for years. But actually, is this the to, first time you guys are on a show together? Yeah, yes. first time really hearing voices and seeing oh, you hell know, yeah, That's live great. in the flesh. So I love pretty it. cool. <laughs> um, I think for me, I'm I'm excited about the possibility of Gary Harris coming back. I think it has to be the right price, obviously. What, what does that right price look like for you? Because that's kind of where we're talking right now. I think it's going to, it needs to be a certain measure over the mid-level exception um, in terms of, of a yearly price. And I'm thinking maybe a one plus one, maybe even a, a three-year deal in, in that range. The reason why I think it makes sense is because no one else can pay him that amount, first of all. And I think at that amount, when you're looking at 11, 12 million a year, that he still is still an asset at his age and that you can promise him a role on the team, but that uh, it's possible that you could flip him to uh, a contender at some point, or if the Magic become that contender, he would have that role with, with this team, that kind of thing. So I just think it makes sense for him to be able to still uh, maintain his market value, still be able to get paid but also be able to have that role because on other teams he can get, you know, under the MLE under $10 million, other teams, but to actually play for a winning squad or a squad that's actually going to be able to do something. Those teams aren't, aren't going to be able to pay him that amount of money. So I just, I just think it's, we kind of have him not, not in, a, in a bad place, but it's like, if he wants to have the money and on a team where there's a role, I think we have a unique opportunity. If he wants to take less money, sure, there are places he can go. Like, for example, I was looking at the Lakers. They can only offer, I want to say, one of the MLEs that's around $6 million. So they might even not even be able to get to that $10, $11 million range. So kind of puts people in a tough spot. So that's why I think there's an opportunity here for us. I, I think there is too. Um, Jonathan's coming at it from a perspective of like, we already have so many guards. Like, it doesn't make sense to bring in another one where – you know, Suggs, Cole, and Fultz are the primary like guys that need to be getting playing time. Um, I I think contractually, like I, he's not coming here for a one plus one unless it's an obnoxious amount of money, right? Like thirty million dollars, like the JJ Redick deal back in uh, Philadelphia when he first left the Clippers. Like he can go get a one plus one for a, a, a smaller like. You can go get that at other teams, right? For like a, a like, I don't think he's taking a one plus one for like 12, 13 million here, right? I think it would have to be, I think here to get at like the above the MLE around like, you know, 12, 13, 14 ish million dollars, which I think is maybe like where he might land with us. Well, what about uh, two years, 30 million then? Like two years, 30 million, I think that makes sense because that's something he can't go get somewhere else. But like two years, 20 million, like he right. can go get that somewhere else, right? So exactly. I think it has to be significant. Or it's got to be like three years plus deal, three to four year on a more like, you know, 45, 50 million, like on a four year deal or something like that, where it's like not a whole lot above Emily, but you're locking in like long term secured money for a guy who's had some injury history going into, you know, getting closer to 30, not 25 at this point. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'm okay with the roster being a little clunky because like, I, I honestly think like this coming deadline, you know, after, you know, like getting into the season, um, I think that's when the magic could actually start considering a real consolidation trade when, when things, when, when, if certain players start becoming available, um, you know, I think they would 
start to feel comfortable. I'm assuming if the team is showing health and growth that like, Hey, this is a X players like disgruntled. Cool. Let's go get them. Right. Shea Gill, just Alexander's like not psyched anymore or someone else or whatever. Like, let's go get that guy. Um, cool. Let's transition. So I don't want to drag this on. I want to, I want to keep this moving and, and fresh and exciting for people. Um, so we're going to move on to the forwards, right? Untouchable Franz Wagner, like, you know, Giannis would have to come back for us to move France. I, like <laughs> sort of, honestly, like, I, I feel like that's kind of it. Like a top 10 type of player that's healthy would have to come back. Right. He's untouchable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you're not going to touch him. He's on a rookie yeah. contract. He has great yeah. upside. You're not really talking about I me. Mean, obviously make- somebody blows you away, but that's, you know, not really in the cards. We already discussed RJ, Jonathan and I are kind of in that boat of like, he's fine. He's not untouchable, but I'm not probably calling people to like, Hey, are you interested in RJ? Um, Chumo Kiki. He is an interesting person right now. Um, He just finished his second year. He's going into his third year. Um, He's 23. I want to say, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, Yeah. He's 23 about to, he'll be, going 24 next season. So um, how do you guys feel about him? Is he untouchable? Is he not? Are you shopping him a little bit? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm not shopping. Truthfully, I'm not shopping anyone on the team. I'm listening to offers, but I'm not shopping them. I'm not actively trying to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone like maybe I'll play around with the idea of uh consolidation, you know, multiple players, but I'm not shopping one individual player. Sure. I'm, I'm letting it know, I'm like, hey, you got a disgruntled star, give us a call. You got a bad contract you want to get, get rid of, give us a call. But outside of that, I don't think I would be willing to uh shop really anyone on the team other than Terrence Ross, and that's because he asked it, asked for it. And Jonathan Isaac. That's uh, mostly for off the court reasons. Would you? Okay, let me rephrase this. Like, what kind of, what type of player doesn't even have to be like mm-hmm. a specific name? What type of player would you be willing to put Chumo Kiki in a consolidation 
like in a, in a, in a bigger deal for it. Like obviously not a one-to-one, but mm-hmm. like a, you know, an add-on or something like that. Like is, you know. Like hypothetically like Chumo, Kiki and Terrence Ross for someone. Yeah. And a, and a, and a pick or something or, or a second rounder, like just like some form of combination. Like, you know, obviously like a, an all-star, I, I would probably consider that. Would you do it for a high-end role, like a high-end starter mm-hmm. that's not an like all-star? Like a Gordon Hayward? Yeah. Interesting. You would you would include him for a Gordon Hayward return type of return. Yeah. I think Gordon Hayward is probably not the person I would bring I would ex, I would be cool with letting Chuma go for in a in a package, but that type of player that's probably not a all-star anymore, um, but has a way of impacting a team very well. Um, yeah, that's probably about the type of player I would I would let him go for as well. That makes sense. And I think for me, most of these players, like Jonathan said, they're not untouchable. Um, I'd be willing to include them in a deal, but most of the players on the roster, there's very few, few guys that are actually cooked. There sure. are few guys that are at the top of their value. And you guys like guys on rookie deals, so they don't have much salary. I mean, even RJ Hampton, who's there's you know a lot of uh, opinions about, you know, his highest value is definitely not now. <laughs> you know, whatever right. his value is going to be, it's going to be later when he's more felt out when he's whatever his game is going to be is going to be what it is and stuff. So I'd like to sell high on everyone, but that said, if someone comes to me before a guy is cooked and just blows me away or is part of a deal, then definitely I want to do it. And that's part of the reason why, you know, even a guy like the re-signing of Gary Harris or the re-signing of Mo Bamba to have those size contracts to throw in. I think that's all added value. You've seen other teams like when Toronto traded for Kawhi Leonard, yeah, Jakob Pertle part of the deal because it was that right size type of contract. And he wasn't untouchable. They didn't want to move him necessarily, but he was a good player. But in part of a deal, you're definitely ready to do it. I think Chumu Okiki, this is a huge offseason for him. If he gets his body right and decides if he can actually become that combo forward, just a little more explosion like he did in college. He's a guy who's an added value player who should scale up, Can is a two-way player, that kind of stuff. Right now, I mean, this past year, coming off the hip injury, it was kind of, I wouldn't say it was a lost season, but it was a weird season. Yeah, he did he have was, a very weird season. He was shooting a bunch of threes. He wasn't really exploring at the basket. But I just still think that player is there, but we just have to see. And if it isn't, then it isn't. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. Um, I like Chuma. Uh, I, you know, 16th pick. Like, I do put that in perspective um, in some cases as far as, like, what do we expect out of someone like that far back in the first round? Right. You know, like hopefully a starter, probably not an all-star, hopefully, hopefully a good starter. A rotation Um, player. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's on his way to be that. Right. I think he's already like an effective second unit player. Um, So I I would love to see him healthy this off season. He's had that like nagging injury going into this past season sucked. So um, let's, let's speed this up a little bit. Right. Let's get into the fun names. Mo Bamba. He's restricted free agent. He had, in my opinion, mostly positive season with, with some still like not quite hitting certain thresholds that I think some of us wanted to see him do. Um, do you expect to bring him back? What would you like to bring him back on Malik? You kind of hinted and I, and I agree, like to me, it makes sense to bring him back on a, on a reasonable deal just simply because like, I, I don't like seeing, players walk for nothing. Um, so, and I 
don't know if he's the type of player people are going to go sign and trade for. Right. Right. Um, so to me, it makes more sense to retain him at a certain value and then trade him if it doesn't work out down the road, even if it's not like, you know, you know it's, even if it's not a great return, it's still mm-hmm. something, right? Even just a couple of second rounders. What, what I've noticed with Mo Bonner, I feel like there's, there's a lot of emotion tied up that I see when it comes to the people talking about Obama's some people that are incredibly high on him. They, they think all this upside of this unicorn, some people that are incredibly low on him. They're like, you know, just cut him, get rid of him for nothing. For me, I think my feelings on it, you know, the, the thought of it is much more in the middle. He's a restricted free agent. There aren't that many teams with money. He's also a center, which isn't all that valuable. There aren't that many players that actually do protect the rim at all and shoot threes, I think he's going to be back on a deal that he could squeeze by restricted free agency. There's going to be a little more than some people want, but in the end, end up being a deal that's movable. And I think at some point in the future, he's not with the magic as part of a bigger deal. I mean, just taking all the emotion out of it, I think he's going to be a a pretty good backup center next year and have some moments that they really show you something. I, I think whoever is drafted, or if you have a healthy Jonathan Isaac, we'll end up starting at the four. And Mo Bamba will be that backup center who sometimes plays as many minutes as the starting center, but sometimes just gets 15 to 20 and actually maybe shows some efficiency there. But I don't know. I'm, I'm curious where you stand with it, um, Jonathan, because I know you had a lot of emotion with, you know, Nikola Vucevic and, you know, loyalty to him. And now Bamba is in his place in some ways, and there's nowhere near the same emotion and stuff. Mm-hmm. So just kind of where you are with him. I, uh, to be fair, be fair. Uh, cause I'm, I'm already, cause anybody who listens to this, that doesn't agree with me, I'm sure they're going to, they're going to call me a moron. They already have. I, I think Mo Bamba is one of those guys who's, uh, a backup center who can also start for you and not necessarily hurt you. I don't, I think the, the days of, of that's fair expecting him to be a star are long long gone um but I, I i just think his absolute ceiling is a you know medium to high end role player okay. and you know i've looked at contracts and i've done this uh, a few times but look at his contemporaries for example uh rashawn holmes uh making 11.6 million annually mm-hmm. nerlens noel 9.2 million Annually, Maxi Kleber, uh, 8.9 million. Uh, Pirtle, 8.7 million. Uh, Montrez Harrell, 9.5 million. And uh, like Dwight Powell, uh, I think he's at like 11 million. So I don't think he's going to get more than those guys. I think he's going to comfortably land between like 8 to 12 million annually. And at that number, I feel fine. You know, whether he's a starter or a backup, I feel fine giving him. That kind of contract. Now, what, what what about when you factor in normal inflation? Mm-hmm. You factor in the age. Mm-hmm. You factor in the fact that he does shoot the threes at a pretty good level and protects the rim. I think that's going to give a, a little bit of a bump to those numbers, kind of being the higher end of those. Now, I'm not saying it's worth that, mm-hmm. but I think that's where it's going to fall. It's going to be a little higher than that's going to be in that 12, even 13 range. But it'll end up being in the coming years with the cap rising, I think it's going to end up being a fine contract. The sticker shock will say 13 million. Are you kidding me? This guy's yada, yada, yada. But just like we've seen with, with that sticker shot in the past for guys that are just over it, 
it ends up being a fine contract and no one is really hurt. Would you be able to stomach that past the initial, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I, I, I think my reaction would be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, Here's that's my what thoughts. I'm expecting. Mo, Mo, Wendell Carter got a four-year, $50 million extension last year, right? Got to be less than that. It's got to be less than that because even with inflation, like, I mean, dude, the cap rose like one or $2 million. It's not like it's rising five or 10. Right. And so I, you know, and you, you break it down. That's like roughly 12 million a year for, for Wendell, uh, mm-hmm. even though he's, his contract structured to decline. So it's 14, 13, 11 or 12, 10. Um, so I think it's 12 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. 12 and a half. Uh, and, and, and basically 11, his final year. So I, I think we're looking more like four for 40, yeah, you know, four, four, 40, four, 42, something, yeah, right there. something like that's that. Right thing happens. Get them right around, right around the MLE. And I think that's fine. I think that's fine. I think we're all kind of in agreement there that it, it, in a lot of sense, it makes sense to bring him back. And he'll be part of a superstar trade. And in the end, we'll remember him fondly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when Giannis awesome. is on the team in a couple of years. <laughs> We'd be like, Mo Bamba got us that guy. I yeah. love Mo Bamba. <laughs> um, so I don't really want to talk about like two-way players. I, I It would be nice to change him up. Devin Kennedy's on the team. Hopefully he'll make the roster. He's got a non-guaranteed yeah, next season. It's a nice season. story. Um, Bull Bull. I, some people are like <laughs> going to say, give him a shot. Um, and I, we will. I I don't think we will, to be honest. I don't. I mean, you really think that we traded for him, and, and now they're just going to cut him and not yes. even resign him? It's yes. it's it's for free. Your emotion are uh, talking. We we got we're going to get the for free this off season when we see how bad he is and he's not worth a shot. That's the fifteenth man on the roster, Jonathan. Come on, you know, two he's way, no, I, two way. I think uh, it really depends because uh, you know if we draft. Uh, a big, you know, if we draft Chet or Paolo, uh, I think one, to going back to the last guy we spoke about, Bamba, I don't think it's guaranteed that he even gets an offer from us, depending on who we draft, which at that point, I also don't think that we're going to bring back uh, a bowl bowl, maybe as a two-way guy at the very least. But I think, and we haven't talked about him yet, but uh, Mo Wagner has more than solidified him so totally. he's capable of he's gonna be being back. a backup center. And I yeah. mean, for that price range, it's hard to do better than that. So, dude, I agree. Uh, and I used to we, call him bad Wagner. Yeah. If you, if you draft a big, I don't, I don't, I don't see Bomba coming back. And I don't think it's guaranteed that bowl even gets an opportunity, but again, a two-way contract. I think that's in the cards, even though I'd like to use a two-way contract on our two second round picks. Should we keep them? I'm on the record. I think you're going to see Bobo, you're going to see Bamba, you're going to see front, maybe both Wagners on the roster. And that's going to be some of your center rotation. I, I think Mo's going to be the backup. I think Franz is going to back up the, the, the four and the five. And that's even with drafting, you know, a big, so to speak. So it's going to be messy, but, you know, I don't think Robin Lopez is back. Do y'all think Robin Lopez is back or? No, no, I don't think so. Not, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind it if he was back, but yeah. I, I think particularly since we are likely drafting a power forward center, uh, you know, big player, like there's, and, and there's a chance of us retaining Mo like, and, and I think there's a chance of us retaining um, uh, 
the other Mo, Mo Wagner, like bringing him back. He's got a second contract. I think it's definitely bad. Deal. I just like, I, there's, I don't think there's space for Bull Bull or, or Robin Lopez, right? Unless, I would unless love Robin, to unless squeeze Robin Lopez him. says, hey, I'll, I'll take the vet minimum so I can stay in Orlando for Disney World, right? Yeah, I, I, th- I think it would be great to be able to squeeze Bull Bull to a two-way. You might be able to do that. Yeah, um, and here's my thing. Like, I'm just not high on Bull Bull. Never have, never been. This is um, a shock. This is a shock. And yeah, I, I I think the shot has has been had. He's been on a couple teams that have had, you know, he he started off like being invited to the green room and then took a two-way contract no, with Denver. I'm saying I am shocked that you are not high on Bobo. No one who knows you oh, recognizes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I've been very Your vocal about is it. Very yeah, vocal. I've been very vocal about it. I just don't I just I just don't think he's an NBA yeah, player, right? I think next year, if we see him on any team, it's on a two-way or it's or it's in the G League or overseas. Gotcha. I just don't, I just don't see it there, right? Gotcha. So, and okay, I, I but how fun? Passion. How fun would it be? You're at a Magic game, right? And I don't know. You walk away to go get a, a Dr Pepper, right? You come back to your seats, and on the court, Magic are <laughs> down thirty-seven. You see both Wagner's. You see Bol Bol. You see Chet and you see Bamba. (laughs) That would be fun, but that's also totally like, I mean, it's, I know you're joking. I know you're joking, but if there's any slimmer of that being true, then I would be like a little bit more optimistic, but that's just not like at all at all. So I don't know, man, like, sorry for all you bull bull lovers. Like that's, I'm just not with you there. We do agree that we're going to see him in the summer league, right? Probably, yeah. I bet they give him an off-season like training camp, like unguaranteed contract type of deal. I, I just think as as either the fifteenth man on the roster or squeezed into a two-way. No two-way. I mean, I'm fine. That's, that's fine. I mean, but the fifteenth man that no, that's that's a wasted. I mean, that's nothing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. We wasted our fifteenth man spot uh, this year on. Michael Carter Williams and uh, Etwan Moore, who were injured mm-hmm. and didn't even no. play a single game. Don't want to uh, hear it. And we we then did not use the open fifteenth man roster spot until ten days before the season ended. So we, you agree, Bull Bull would be better than that. I would be better than that. Bull Bull so would, I, I would be the equivalent of like like MCW. Can I ask you guys something? So sure, yeah, yeah. Um, at some, I don't remember when it was, where it was. But uh, I think it was he was talking to Dante Marcatelli, Michael Carter Williams essentially insinuated that he'd be back. So I mean, obviously that's not a guarantee. Things can change at the drop of a dime. But it sounds like he's been working out in Orlando. He still has access, from my understanding, to uh, the facilities at Amway. So. Uh, we should factor that in as well. Like, if there's going to be a 15th man. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It could end up going to MCW as opposed to Ball Bowl. I'm not opposed to it, but I'm also like, why? Um, He's not healthy. He, I mean, he might be healthy now, but like he hasn't shown. He's a a fantastic locker room guy. Why did the heat keep around Udonis Haslam? Yeah. I mean, for someone like that, I would, I would, I would (laughs) rather bring a, bring back MCW than Bull Bull for sure. For the 15th man, even if Bull. I would as well. I think MCW's words, I think his words to me were aspirational. Um, I'm not sure if he has an NBA career anymore. Yeah. Um, because he's only 30, only 30, but it's a, it's an old 30 in terms of his body, in terms of, of the stuff that he's went through. When the Magic got him three years ago, he was out of the league, you know, and is he a better player than he was then or a worse player in terms of on the court? I'm not sure if he's a better player than he was when he was literally out of the league. So I think it's very possible that he doesn't play in the NBA or if he has to go on a place where there's a real opportunity for to contribute or do something at all. Like I'm hopeful for him, but I, I, I think it was more hopeful on his side and aspirational that he was going to be back. I'm not sure if he's back in the league again, personally. I'm kind of there too. Um, I love, I mean, I love MCW. Like he's one of those players that plays so hard when he's on the court. And part of the reason why he's banged up all the time is because he, he doesn't ever let off the gas as far Mm -hmm. as his energy and effort. Um, and that's, that's, uh, infectious and, and that's, uh, con- contagious, I guess is mm-hmm. the better word. Um, and, <laughs> infectious. yeah, uh, it's, it's contagious. It's and pestilential. I, I think that's really, uh, <laughs> I think that's really, um, and you know, nice to have around the team, but like, also, I don't know. I don't know how much veteran help he is to the team unless he's actually physically able to practice with the team. Right. Mm. I don't know. I I don't know if he's like chopping it up being buddy buddies with the younger guys like Terrence Ross's uh, and Gary Harris's that seem to be really well connected. Right. I'm sure MCW is fine with all of them, but he just, I don't get the vibe this year that he was like, let me put my arms around you and show you the way young man, like kind of deal. I feel like he's like a good practice body on how he is a veteran and not so much a, let me guide you with my words and wisdom on how to navigate this league and how to navigate that defense, you know? And I, I think with the money, the magic have, I'm expecting a value free agent signing something that hopefully kind of perks you up and go, Oh, that's actually a good deal. That's actually a good player um, in the mix. I'm surprised they got them. Like, what you hoped um, Afrika Minu would have been sure. instead of so what we actually got. But the idea of this veteran guy who was on a playoff team and isn't that old and has some length or fills a need, that's the guy that I'm hoping we get with, with, with that money. You know, I don't think MCW is that. But Who do yeah. you guys, um, I mean, this is kind of a curveball, not on the, like the show rundown, but are there any like, particular free agents and, and, and listeners, we're going to get into free agency a little bit more um, as far as like people we could potentially attract uh, like later this summer. Um, I'm sure we'll have a whole episode dedicated just to free agency, but like just off the top of your head, are there any guys like that, that you're sort of targeting right now? 
Well, I feel weird because for years I targeted Etwan, Etwan Moore. <laughs> I was like, let's get this guy back here. He loved Orlando. He has linked. He's been on winning teams now. He's a, a multiple teams have liked him. And then he came and he, he literally was a ghost. I mean, like he played in the preseason and then he never played a game and then he was cut and no one picked him up. So I'm almost afraid to think of somebody because <laughs> that same thing happened. That was horrific. I, you know, so when I think of free agents, I'm thinking of like, uh, like a wing, like a small forward shooting guard, um, that, that has some size to them. Like, uh, I, I imagine he's, he's been playing pretty well for Toronto, but like a Thaddeus young, um, I doubt he's, I doubt he'd come here, but I, you know, he's, he's someone that I, I think would be fun. Um, Hopefully you guys still have me. I just got the mm-hmm. internet connection issue there. Um, you know, I don't know. That's just like, a, like Jamaica. yeah. And it's tough. It's tough because where we need guys, we need guys at the you know small forward. But those are the guys that actually get paid. So what we're going to be left with is a bunch of power forwards. But we don't need power forwards. Yeah, <laughs> need I mean, I think so it's it's tough. It's tough. If you look at the small forward thing, I mean, like someone like. Rodney Hood, I don't, I feel like Tony he's someone Snell, that we could get. Tony Snell, those, might... those guys are people like, I feel like that's the level. I don't, I don't think we're going to be hunting for the bigger free agent names. And that's why oh, I yeah. think like retaining someone like Gary Harris is like more realistic than going out and getting like a, you know, I don't know. Well, I, I don't think we're going to be players in free agency. But again, I think the trade market is where sure uh, we can do our damage. Like, again, Mavericks trying to cut salary. I already brought up Tim Hardaway Jr., but another name, Reggie Bullock. Like he's he's there. I don't know that the, the Mavs want to pay him 10 million. Maybe they do. He's he was hot and cold for them all season long, and he's locked into uh, another couple of years. Maybe like, oh, this is our chance to get out of this contract. We have enough enough depth as it is. Uh, we have a first round pick coming in. We have Josh Green developing. Like, let's try to get out of this contract. Well, we'll Here's the Orlando Magic. We'll give you Bol Bol. You know, you can do what you want with him. You can cut him. We'll give you a second round pick too. You know what there I mean? There you go. Bol Bol. Right. Future math. I mean, I, I, I don't know what Bullock's value is, but my whole point is guys like that, there's there's yeah, a few of them for sure. Um out there. And and you know, maybe we fill our 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 need for a veteran wing who can also shoot the three uh via trade. I guess I kind of think with the amount of money the Magic have, they are going to be able to sign someone out, outright. Um, I would, they're not going to break the bank, um, but uh, you know, like a guy like a Torian Prince, twenty-eight sure. years old, kind of sure. within things. Like we mentioned, Tony Snell, you know, where he's just on the fringe, where he somebody should be able to be playing, but usually he's on the bench for for teams. But he's a guy who's been in the Milwaukee system, been in some different systems, and all. Um, Derek Jones Jr., those kind of guys. He has a little bit of athleticism, kind of a fringe player, but, you know, might, might add a few things. I think those are the kind of guys we might see, kind of those veteran-ish guys, you know, that um, that we're looking at. But, yeah, that's the hope. Bring, bring back Otto Robinson. Well, Duncan Robinson on that huge contract, man. <laughs> I would take it. I would take it. I think – I think he's that good of a shooter. Obviously, a little bit of a down year, but there's a lot of weird things going on in Miami, like rotation-wise. He had some injuries, too, and 
you know, a lot of inconsistencies. The team as a whole adapted, but, you know, the shooters are very uh, tied to, uh, what's the word, consistency, if you will, um, routine. And I think for a guy like that, routine was a bit hard to find there. Maybe they sell low on him, given his contract, and they're about to extend Tyler Hero, and uh, Max Struess has sort of uh, popped up out of nowhere. Um, I, I could definitely see the move in him. It's just that he's owed seventy-five like million dollars over like, like four years. I just um that 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 would be a, a huge kind of decision, kind of a choice of, of a way to go. But mm-hmm. I, I I would love to have him. He's a guy. I think he's the kind of guy you maybe want once you know the roles of the guys here. Mm-hmm. I would definitely kind of keep the role decks ready. <laughs> you know, he's a guy that you'd like to have here, especially if if you can turn him back against Miami. You know what I'm saying? But what probably would happen is he'd come here and turn into a pumpkin and we'd be regretting having the albatross. So, but yeah. I mean, it, hypothetically speaking, you get uh, 1920. Uh, or 2021 Duncan Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of guy opens up so much for someone like Fultz and Franz and Wendell Carter Jr., who I think right now we all three agree, like that's those are probably our three best players. Mm-hmm. Um, and he compliments those guys so well. And then if you think about the guys who are available in the draft, uh, who we could potentially be slotted to pick, uh, he compliments any number of those guys too. So it's just he's a glue guy. And I think to what you were sort of speaking to earlier, Malik, is the Magic are probably going to go after a glue guy. Maybe not necessarily one who plays a ton of minutes, but maybe you do go after someone who plays a ton of minutes. You're not getting a star. Mm-hmm. You're not getting a borderline all-star, but a glue guy, someone to kind of bring the pieces together. With, Dwayne Bacon. Be, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Dwayne Bacon. Whether it be a glue Love guy on the court or even in the locker room, just someone right. to kind of bring it all together. Yeah. It's funny because like, like um, Duncan Robinson, he, like he's about to go into his 28-year-old season. So 28, 29, 30, and 31 is when you're paying him. So it's like he, he seems young, but that baby face. But it's like you're are you are you getting Davis Bertans, <laughs> you know, right 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 before an injury or something like that. And that's so it's just it's just he definitely looks good on the vine, but it, it, it's 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 a little scary. Yeah, attach pick to it. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> got space. Um, guys, I think this is a good space to kind of like wrap things up here. So, uh, I, it's interesting. I I think the Magic have some, like the cap space. The Magic have are is going to make us a player in some kind of thing. I don't know if we're doing anything too crazy. Um, you know, we didn't even get to like the hypothetical uh, Donovan Mitchell, you know, possibility, right? I don't, and I just don't see the. And do we want him? I don't know. I, I do. I'm raising. Okay. If he was available this summer, I would. I would trade a lot um, for him. Um, not okay. everything, obviously, but we have a lot of things to, to to a lot of different types of combinations as far as players and picks to 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 do something like that. So, um, I I would I would definitely be interested in calling and seeing like what the deals could 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 look like for the Magic for them. Um, doesn't mean I'm going out and giving up Franz. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's other players on this roster. So, right. um, but that that's a conversation for another day. Uh, so, anyways, first off, I just want to say 
listeners, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, Jonathan, it's been a minute. Thank you. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. Um, Malik, thanks for joining us late after uh, a busy night of rehearsals. I I appreciate you jumping on, even though it was just for part of the, for the podcast. Um, you know, I think, I believe listeners that uh, Malik and I are jumping back into draft conversation next week um, on our next episode. Um, that's the, the details are still getting hashed out, but we're, I believe that's the way this uh, next week's episode is going to go. Um, make sure you continue to check out the rest of the episodes of podcasts on uh, 19 Media Group. That's the network that supports this show. Um, you can also check out Jonathan's interview show called Friends with Boredom. Um, they just had a musician from a band on recently. I haven't checked out that episode yet, but I'm planning on it. Um, Steven, I want you to check out the band before you check out the episode. I will. Okay. The send CD, me their music. The album is great. Send send me their music first and I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't with this new baby, I only get through like maybe one podcast a day right now. So like I, I, I typically am gearing that towards NBA at the moment, but I definitely plan to, I mean, like your podcast is actually what connected us like years ago uh, when you first started that, that show somehow, like I started listening to it. So anyways, well, um, you there's want a to lot tell of listeners what the name of the band is. Well, just real quick. You want to just a little tea, a little taste. Yeah. 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 Plus. yeah. So um, the pop, my podcast, Friends with Board, and we interviewed uh, Grant White Oak uh, from the band Great Heart name. to Gold. Yeah, that is a good name, right? Grant White Oak. Yeah, from he's the vocalist for uh, a band uh, based out of Minneapolis called Heart to Gold. Okay, oh, cool, cool. They just Check put out an album like two weeks ago called Tom. It's excellent stuff. I I haven't been able to stop listening to it. It's been like, you seem really excited weeks. about. It. I mean, I'm seeing your face. I mean, you yeah. can't see your face, but you seem really. Yeah, like he, he almost had like, well, like a secret. Like, because, well, I mean? yeah, they, I, I won't dive too deep into it. If you want to dive deep into why I'm excited, listen to the podcast. But nice. the album is the first album in a couple of years where, like, I've listened to it, and like, oh, this is something. You know what I mean? Like, okay. there's been plenty, you guys know I'm into music. There's plenty of yeah, albums man. that I've listened to that are like, oh, I enjoy this, but nothing that's really <laughs> grabbed me in a few years like this one. So I was, I was excited to talk to this guy. I like it, dude. I'm excited. I'm, I'll check it out. Yeah, 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 I will. You know, I will. Um, yeah, and and listeners, there's a bunch of other good shows on there. There's a, a an MCU um, show that's been great. They've been covering Moon Knight really well, called Blipped In. Um, there's the there's a, a Lakers show if you want to hear about Laker drama called Late Jabari Night has Lakers. a good one. Jabari with I don't, Robert Horry. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, it, and it's all about. I think they're breaking down um, NBA finals throughout history, which is really cool. Um, okay. But check it out, man. 19 Media Group is solid. So uh, until next time, thank you for tuning in. This is Close Up Magic.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.